On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Jeremy Horowitz from Messenger Mastermind, an SMS marketing agency. Oh man, if you guys know how obsessed I am with SMS right now, we had just an amazing conversation uh, all about the do's and don'ts of SMS uh, in 2020. And there are a lot of don'ts, so I highly recommend that you listen to the conversation, uh, get a pen out, write down some of these things um, so that you know that you're going to actually be compliant, uh, and then just start printing money because SMS is an absolute game changer. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. Right, I am here with Jeremy Horowitz from Messenger Mastermind. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks, Jordan. Really excited to be here and dive into it today. Totally, totally. So I was actually on Jeremy's podcast yesterday. Uh, so we're we're doing a little podcast swap here. I I would have had you on my podcast whether you had me either way. So uh, I'm super super pumped about this. Well, I appreciate it. It was great that we could jump on both. We ha- went through a ton of really valuable insights yesterday. So I'm. Um, I feel like I need to bring it today just to match the level of energy that you had yesterday. Oh, and I, I know you will. I, I absolutely know you will. Guys, we're going to be talking all about um, SMS today. Uh, we're going to be talking about owned lists. Uh, Jeremy is a master uh, at this stuff. And uh, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I, I'm obsessed with owned lists. Uh, we, you know, we consider ourselves the Facebook ads agency that gets you off Facebook ads. Uh, and Jeremy's the person where I would bring you, you know, like, <laughs> uh, so Jeremy, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and, and what you're passionate about. Yeah, sure. So, um, probably going back to the beginning of my career is too far, but I've basically spent my entire career in the Shopify space. Um, re- about four years ago, I was running the e-com for a brand called Lumi. We were selling Kim Kardashian's favorite selfie case. So a cell phone case that made you look good because it had high powered lights. So primarily I managed Shopify Plus and Amazon. We were retail through a bunch of big box partners. Um, and in that time, just really invested in building out a lot of our acquisition and retention stack. So paid media and then focused a lot on email. And then towards the end of my time there, I got into SMS, messenger marketing and Facebook groups. Um, found a lot of really big success. Also, we were selling cell phone cases to millennial women on social media apps, 80% of our traffic was mobile. So it kind of naturally made sense. Although I will admit I was the staunchest, staunchest person against SMS before we did it. Uh, but then As saw was the, I, <laughs> I, right? I totally like, was the same thing, Jeremy. I was like, I will never do SMS. I would hate to get SMS from a brand. Yeah. And I was just like, I only text my friends and family. I would never want it. We turned it on holiday 2017. Uh, and then I saw the numbers and now I'm here. Um, but no, so my, I started a podcast called messenger mastermind with my partners who run a fitness apparel brand called constantly Bared gear. We were, we've been just sharing tactics 
And so we've helped a lot of other brands now scale up an SMS program where I think we've now done over four or $5 million in SMS revenue over the past couple of years. And awesome. for some of our brands, their SMS revenue actually is outpacing their email revenue. So on a monthly basis, they're making more in SMS than in email. Um, and it's just been really exciting to explore this new channel, especially coming with a background of email and kind of being a Clavio expert to jump into this new channel that is similar, but has a lot of big differences. And then when you just see the impact on a brand of unloading this um, and releasing it to customers, it's just so exciting to really see all of that, like net new revenue and experiences come in. Totally, totally. So this is one thing I think people really need to understand. SMS is not email right? Like they, they are two completely separate things. How do you treat them differently and, and why are they different? Yeah. So they're both own channels and they both, you can control the contact that you send out, right? So you can send segmentations, you can send automations, but I would say that's actually where the similarities end and okay. the easiest way. And I think kind of our philosophy that we want to impart on the world and hopefully people agree with us is that you should treat how you communicate with your customer in every channel, but especially these two, the same way that you would with your friends. And so, right, there's there's certain things that you email your friends and there are certain things that you send a text message to your friends. Yeah. And so, like, that's the one thing that we always encourage ourselves and anyone we work with is like, before you send that message, is this a text message I would send to my friend? And so when you think about the types of messages that you send and also just the way that the channel works, right? It's a 98% open rate. It's a 30% click-through rate. It's a 10% conversion rate. Yeah. And so, yeah. right, like the first What are you thing, seeing as far as an unsubscribe rate? Sorry, sorry to jump in on you there. Yeah. So for unsubs, for great brands that don't do a push a lot of promos and product, probably around a 2 to 3% unsubscribe rate. For the okay. brands that are more aggressive, that 5 to 8 range. And then when we see brands go up into that 10% unsubscribe range, we... uh usually want to have a conversation. Yeah. You know that, that there's an issue then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like 10% in SMS is also kind of what I would see as like a one, one and a half percent unsubscribe rate in email. Like it's just, okay. it's too high. That's where I get concerned. Yeah. Um, so when you think about it, right, like you don't have to send as many messages also, someone is going to read that. And so it's super important. Also it's a text message. So there's no design, there's no HTML. It's literally just a message. And then you can have a link at the bottom and you can attach one photo that comes in as a, as, a, as essentially a two-part message if you want. Okay. And so, so, so I just want to jump in one last quick yeah, thing. So yeah. As you send the messages, right? Like they don't need to be overly complicated. They're not overly long. It's not some like five minute read. It's here's the content. Here's what you need to take away. Here's the action we want you to do. And that simple process really can just have such a meaningful impact because it really just like that you get someone to take an action. Like 90% of all text messages are open in the first three minutes. And so if you mm. think about any channel, like you don't have a you don't have that quick of a reaction in anything. And so when you think about it, like the immediate like pull and push of marketing that you can do in a channel like that is really exciting. Totally. I'm thinking of your name, your company name, Messenger Mastermind. Did this start? Like, like did did all of your um yeah, the way that you guys started, was that with Facebook Messenger and then transitioned over to SMS? So it's really interesting. So back in 2017, while we were investing in SMS, my buddy's business, Constantly Very Gear, who are my partners now, were really heavily investing in Messenger. And we were kind of trading tactics back and forth. And I was like, you guys need to get an SMS. And, you, and they were like, you need to get into Messenger. And so, yeah, like a lot of the strategies that we rolled out, like our two-for-one pop-up, 
um, and a lot of other pro like processes came from really building out robust messenger bots. And then as we saw the platform change coming to Facebook Messenger, where pre-March of this year, you could treat it like a known channel. Now you treat it more like an advertising channel. Yeah. We decided to more of treat those, treat the two channels as is. Like we really pushed our SMS experience in the own channel and really treated SMS like that. And then we've still been running Messenger just with a bit of a different strategy. We now really use it as a support vehicle for Facebook advertising. And okay. I've been seeing really great results there as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And uh, as we talked about on your podcast yesterday, we've actually been back testing Messenger as well and actually seeing awesome results with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that it's that it's part of the marketing mix. I think people need to know it's just not an owned channel. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really important to understand that and to also understand that you're playing by Facebook rules. So I'm not really, there's no like real right and wrong there. I think it's just something that you need to be aware of before you step into the channel to make sure that you do everything compliantly because I think the one gotcha that I've seen some brands fall into is that if you violate the rules in Messenger, Facebook may take down your page and or your ad account. So oh, just yeah. really understanding like if you want to get into Messenger, just like educate yourself on what types of messages, when, how you can send them. Whereas SMS, like as long as you... I mean, there's some rules, right? Like you have to be TCPA compliant, which basically means like they have to opt in. You can't opt people in. They have to know that they're going to be receiving a message. And then they, there are what are called quiet hours. So you can't send a message before 8 a.m. in a customer's time zone or after, I believe it's 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. in their time uh, zone as that's well. That's great. I did not know that. Um, yes. I think uh, that's just more common sense. <laughs> like, like, of course, think, we're not going to send messages during those times. Yeah, just like I with think, a friend. You don't yeah. text after nine. <laughs> exactly. Like the people with the right mindset, it's not really something that you need to worry about. But a lot of the platforms will also like we, we're big fans of PostScript and we use them on most of our accounts. And like they just won't Me also too? won't. Oh, yeah. Love the team, Alex and all of them over there. Um, and like you just they will also won't allow you to do it. So I think that's the other piece of it is like just knowing how to send it. But yeah, if you like, if you treat your customers well, uh, most of those things kind of just take care of themselves. Jeremy, what are some pitfalls that you would look out for uh, when implementing a mess, uh, an SMS, um, like say a whole new SMS program um, for like a mid seven figure brand? That's most of the people who are listening to this podcast. Okay. What are some of the pitfalls that you would look out for um, when implementing that? Yeah, so we primarily work with seven and eight figure brands for their SMS. So it's really, it always comes down to three things. Um, they don't set up their store compliantly to capture new information. They aren't aggressive enough in where they capture SMS from. And then they don't properly, what we call like tandem messaging with their other platforms is they just like shove messages in somewhere else or they just try to straight up copy their email program. Mm. Um, and like, I think that to me, that's the biggest one of like really not thinking like, okay, SMS is a net new channel for us. We need to have a strategy for SMS specifically. And they're like, oh, well, we're experts in Klaviyo and email and we know all of these things. So we can just move that directly over. Not going to lie. That's what I started. That's how I started. And okay. I've learned, yeah. I've learned a lot of lessons over the past four years. Um, but yeah, I think those are the three biggest mistakes is that it's just like when you think about the math of a great email open rate is 20%, maybe a bad SMS open rate is 90%. That's 4X. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like just the, how the faster you can grow your list, 
the the bigger impact it will have on all of your metrics. But I mean, obviously at the end of the day, most important is revenue. And so I, th I think a lot of brands like just don't, are a little hesitant. So they don't really push that as hard as they should. Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. Yeah, and, and for, for me, the one, the one place that I'll agree and then even go farther, I think that the biggest number is profit, right? The, the biggest driver is profit. And so when you own your channels, like what you do with SMS, you're way more profitable in the end, right? Because you're not having to spend, you know, 20 or 30 bucks to acquire these new customers. It's another place where they can come in because people will churn out of your email list like pr pretty fast if you're doing it correctly and you're making sure that you're not contacting people after about three months of them not opening. Your email list is not going to be able to grow to the sort of lengths that we've seen SMS lists grow. Is that is that kind of what you're seeing? Yeah. And I think like the beauty of SMS also is that if someone they're going to unsubscribe fast, if they don't want the content, so totally. your list is always engaged. Like, I think that's an interesting, I think they're also just where we are in the space right now is like, there aren't really SMS engagement, like segments, like no, everybody's totally. engaged, like everybody's opening it. So you just like have to send those messages and make sure that you're continually like driving value because then what we measure is kind of our engagement metric is click-through rates. Because right, like if somebody isn't clicking through it, they aren't taking your CTA, they probably didn't resonate with what they sent to you. And it's a really, yeah. it's really valuable feedback. There's no like, oh, well, they didn't open it. So we're not sure if they didn't click on it because it wasn't something that they found valuable. Like, no, if they saw it, they opened your SMS and if they didn't click, they they it didn't resonate. And so that is also really helpful and what type of content we put into the channel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about how you actually get people onto your SMS list. Like what are some tips and tricks for people who are listening to this, who aren't quite ready to hire an agency? How, how are they going to get people onto their list? Cause that's really what it comes down to. If you don't have people on your list, then <laughs> you're sending text messages to nobody. <laughs> yeah. Pretty hard to market to people. So I'd say the three lowest hanging fruit, highest impact are going to be first, just the checkout update. So once you update all of your privacy policy in terms of service and make sure that everything is compliant, most of the SMS vendors will actually just allow you to sync into your checkout. And where you have that phone field, you can just capture people's phone number from there. And then it's a really easy one, two step of you capture the phone number there, you set up an automated flow for abandoned cart recovery, automatically printing money. Most of the people we work with, if they set up that alone, it pays for the tool for the rest of the year. The second place is your lead capture for your email. So most likely you have some sort of top of funnel pop-up where you're giving away some sort of offer and incentive to capture their email. We call this our two for one. So you don't change anything about the current pop-up other than the thank you page, right? So I come, I hit the site, the pop-up triggers, and it's, let's just call it 15% off for my email. I leave my email. And then the second page usually is a thank you where you can either copy and paste the discount code out or it just says, thank you, check your email for the discount code. Yeah. What we do is we say, thank you. And then we offer a slightly better incentive if they leave their phone number on that second page. And so let's say that we offered 15% for the email, we'll offer 17% if they give their SMS. And so then they drop their SMS in, they immediately get a reply 
that says, hey, thanks for signing up for our list. Here's the discount code in this example, but whatever that incentive is, then you've yeah. automatically captured someone top of funnel. So those are the two like very set in, forget it. I mean, obviously you can A-B test the pop-ups and look for internal totally. gains, but those we see as the most popular. And then the third piece is just cross-pollinating from other lists. I think this is like a nugget that we found, one of our secrets to scaling that has just propelled all of our marketing channels. And I think this was like a major mindset unlock for our team was if you have a big email list, if you have a big social list, if you run a lot of paid ads, just give some sort of incentive for them to move off of that channel onto this new channel that you want to invest in. And this, it doesn't have to necessarily be SMS. We did it with Messenger. We did it with, we do it with Facebook groups all the time. Yeah. But you just say, you email the, so let's say you have a really big email list and you want to build, grow your SMS list. You email your, your email list saying, hey, come sign up for our SMS list for this benefit. And there's so many, there's so many reasons to do that. One, it re-engages your email list. So now you have more opens and more clicks. So your emails are more. Yeah. Two, you just acquired all those new, all those customers into a new list that then you can market to. And especially as things like major events like holiday promotions or like product launches, well, do you want a channel that's going to have a 20% open rate? Do you want a channel that's going to have a 90% open rate when you have that key message? Yeah. And then usually what we do is we, we tie some sort of buying offer to signing up for that list. So then you're driving sales out of it as well. Mm, that's great. Jeremy, when would somebody, like at what point would somebody hire an agency to do this rather than doing it themselves? And, and what's, the, what's the benefit behind that? Yeah. So I think that's a great question. I would say that it really, at the end of the day, comes down to team bandwidth. Um, we work with some brands where they don't want to touch SMS. They're so buried in what they're doing and they have a lot of focus on other areas that they just like, they just need someone to completely take it over for them. We have other partners who have that email expert or someone on the team that wants to build it out. And then we work with them to just really like make sure that everything is properly set up and structured. I would say that anyone could get started with like a basic setup, right? Like, so you could go in and you could download an app like PostScript, set it up with your store, um, and then like set up something like a abandoned cart flow and send out a couple campaigns. The one problem that we've seen that hopefully this like the industry just changes because I think it'll like up leveling will make it a lot more interesting is just having a second eye to make sure that it's TCPA compliant. I see a lot of stores make that mistake. And we were actually talking with a couple of brands recently that wanted to migrate from SMS platform to PostScript and PostScript had to turn away thousands and tens of thousands of subscribers because the phone numbers weren't captured properly. Wow. And so um, I would say like, I don't want to scare anybody away from doing it. I believe everybody should get an SMS. I personally believe that it's going to be the number one channel that comes out of this year. And it's what everyone will be focusing on just purely from the revenue and the profit numbers that brands are seeing. But I think it's really important to just have someone double check it or just do the research into what TCPA is, because I think that's really where you see the next change is working with an agency like us, like anybody could program a text message, like it's a lot of testing and iterating and we just have done it for years. I think where you really want to work with an agency is when they can bring the strategy, right? Like I love your positioning of we're the Facebook agency that gets you off of Facebook. Like you want to work with yeah. those people that are not just like, okay, these are the messages we need to send, but like think about the marketing strategy behind how SMS fits, fits into your overall stack. Because especially if you are that seven-figure agency, like you're investing a lot in paid media. You already probably have a very robust email program. You're probably considering a Facebook group and then maybe podcasts and all of these other things. So you yeah. want someone who understands how that specific channel that they're managing plays into that greater ecosystem. 
Yeah, great, great answer. Jeremy, how often do you email, or sorry, how often do you text this list? Like what's a what's a good amount? What's too much? Yeah, so there's definitely too much. And I think that's what, especially someone with an email background, maybe has a little bit of trouble when they move into SMS is, and it all depends on the brand. So there's no like hard and fast rule. Some brands, we tell them like only text one to two times a month because it, it really just has to do with what do you have to say? Like this isn't your, like you're not just sending some one-off message or an unimportant piece of content where like you yeah. might do that in email because you need to fill all of those thoughts throughout the week. So we definitely, anytime that there's a product launch, and I know that you guys are big on product launches, we think yeah. SMS is one of our top two, three most important marketing channels for product launches. Yeah. Um, and we've seen incredible success from those programs. And it's also really cool if you're ever in the Shopify live view, like you can, if you have that open oh, yeah. and when you send the text <laughs> message out, just seeing the spike in traffic and then in sales is really exciting. Um, but definitely product launches, definitely key pieces of content. Like what are your, what is your content that really helps your customer understand your brand, your offering and your products? I yeah. think it's super, super important. And then I want to be a little wary of this because some people will definitely take this off the deep end, but your promotions, like what are your big events and what are your big promotions and really save SMS for those pieces. Like don't just send one-off messages and random messages, like treat at it value the intimacy of the channel. You're gonna get an you're gonna get a guaranteed open. So make sure that the message that you're sending is really valuable and also play into the personalization of the channel. Like everyone else that's in that customer's in SMS inbox is their friends and family talking to them personally. Totally. And so there's some great, great tactics that you can also dive into there to really get a lot of value out of like almost popping up naturally into how they're already interacting with their text messages. Awesome. Awesome. That's great stuff. Jeremy, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody on this podcast. And uh, by this time, we've already probably come to the answer, but what is your secret to scaling? Yeah. So I don't know if anybody's read the, I think it's one page marketing plan book by Alan Dibb, but there's one chart that has redefined my entire career. So it's a pie chart and it's broken out into sections. So 3% of your customers are ready to buy today. 7% of your customers are interested in buying, but aren't ready today. 30% are interested, but need a lot more information. 30% aren't interested and 30% wouldn't, wouldn't take it if it was free. And viewing all of your business from that lens to me has been instrumental because I think everyone's so focused on hunting and going after that 3% that's ready to buy today that they neglect that 37% that if they just had a little bit more information that they just had a little bit of contact if you were mm. willing to right optimize definitely optimize the onsite experience and your ads for that three percent but then build a build a beast that you can feed and own channels is really where this comes in where you're constantly nurturing that 37 percent to drop in you, the economics of your business will just completely change sales will become a lot it would take a little bit of time to build but sales will become a lot easier they'll become a lot, a lot more long-standing and also when you build that you also naturally build a retention vehicle to extend out customer lifetime value and to bring people back. And it just, it's a huge mindset that I see a lot of businesses go from the six figure range to the eight figure range. And the brands that really get it and under and also understand their economics at each stage of that process yeah. um, are the ones that end up being those healthy, profitable eight figure, nine figure, 10 figure businesses. Wow. Wow. That's, that's great stuff. That's, I, I love that. I love what a mindset shift 
for a lot of um, brands out there who are really focusing on that three three percent. And I think that you and I are are in the mindset of of trying to extend out that customer lifetime value and know that people need so many touch points along the way, right? The average person needs, I don't even know what it is now. I I assume it's somewhere around 20 to 25 touch points. 30. Um, 30. 30, okay. 30 touch points before from someone first years about your brand to ready to buy something. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So think about that with your frequency too, like just getting into to Facebook ads a little bit. I, I really do believe that uh, ad set frequency for your retargeting campaigns needs to be that high, right? Like I, I have a lot in the in some of the um, some of the accounts that we have that are you know running sort of that mid five to six return on ad spend. Those are the ones that have that super high frequency, but that frequency also can happen in SMS, right? And can happen on mm. VIP groups and can happen on email and, and all of this stuff really works together. And that's why I wanted to have Jeremy on this podcast, because I really believe in SMS. Um, Jeremy, let's, let's go through our uh, lightning round here quickly. What is awesome. your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? So, well, I've already mentioned Postscript, so I'll give I'll share another one. Uh, Rebuy, we are huge fans of their team. We have also installed it for almost all of our, the brands we work with, and saw an AOV boost of about ten percent immediately, and then optimized from there. For anyone who isn't familiar with their service, um, basically what they do is they plug into your product details pages, your checkout, and then sorry, your cart, and then if you have Shopify Plus, your checkout as well, and they do dynamic upsells and cross sells. So things like if you add a product to, if you click add to cart, a pop-up that appears or an inline, like, right, if you have a sliding cart, an inline offer that shows up to everybody who views it. There's also, if Shopify Plus in checkout that offers it. And when you also like these economics and all these other things, right? Like think about if you had a 10 to 20% boost in AOV, how much more money you could spend on ads or new products or new team members. Like as you start to scale up those incremental gains become really meaningful as, in terms of dollars. Um, so we're really, really big fans of them right now. Cool. Cool. Rebuy. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, favorite podcast right now. What are you listening to? Yeah. So obviously not going to say my own, but um, one that's really gotten my attention recently um, for, I think it's, he's done a good job of the niche, but I think it's an incredible podcast for all marketers is Dave Gerhardt's B2B Marketing Leaders Podcast. Um, his questions are very B2B focused, but he's interviewing people from the leading companies, SurveyMonkey, yeah. Zendesk, um, Slack, like all these incredible brands and the way that Gong and the way that they think about marketing, even though they are B2B companies is still been incredibly insightful. Um, and something that I find, I found a lot of value in recently. Yeah, totally. I, I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but if you're on LinkedIn, follow Dave. He's Dave Gerhardt. Oh, yeah. Uh, just has so many gems of marketing wisdom. Lots in the B2B world, but now that he is um, over at Privy, uh, he's got a lot of B2C um, wisdom as well. So um, mm-hmm. super, super good stuff. Uh, that's great. And if you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have a beer, have a coffee, a tea, water, who would it be? Oh, man. Uh, I've thought it's also interesting over like the evolution of how many times I've thought about this question. Um, and for some reason it always goes back to my first, like the first answer I came up with, I think like 10 years ago of Shaquille O'Neal. I think he would just be the most interesting, fun person to sit down with. But honestly, I'd want to probably spend most of my time picking his brain. He's one of the most interesting business people I've ever come across. And it's in, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, he's an unbelievably successful athlete and media personality, but the business that he runs behind that, I mean, he's the board member of Papa John's. Like, it doesn't just, he own like something like 3,000 locations or, or something crazy? Yeah, like that? he owns an insane amount of franchises. He's invested in all these things. He owns all these businesses. Like, it's, he just seems like an incredibly fun person to hang out with who also would just have like an incredible amount of wisdom to impart as well. Totally. Great answer. That is an awesome answer. <laughs> um, I think people got a ton out of this. I, I have no doubt. Um, if people wanted to get a hold of you, where would they do that? Yes, definitely. So easiest way to get a hold of me is Jeremy at messengermastermind.co. Again, awesome. mastermind.co. No M at the end. We stole all the M's for our name. Um, easiest way to get a hold of me. Also on LinkedIn, just Jeremy Horowitz. I try hopefully post uh, post frequently. Hopefully it's high value content. It is. Um, it's always high value. I can I can say that if you guys follow Jeremy, it's great stuff. I appreciate that. I also appreciate a lot of our banter back and forth on LinkedIn. Had a lot of fun conversations. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just Jeremy Horowitz on LinkedIn. Uh, probably the easiest way is to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, like I said, people, I'm sure got a ton out of this one. I know I did. And uh, I've got a new referral partner for SMS. So this is great. Awesome. Appreciate it, Jordan. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.